0: This is the Great Shot Podcast, brought to you by Cracked Rack. It's My name's Alex Gruskin. It's been a while since we've done this, so I want a high energy intro. Flegner, I need the lions roaring. I need a fire siren in the background. Oh my gosh, it's thunderstorming. Is that a tornado siren? Oh as my well? god, just stop! Give me stop. the boat ship. I want the anchor dropping. You know oh, I'm not going to be putting. All, I'm here not going to put day. all of these. We have in. landed in the London Bay because it is time for Wimbledon. Everyone, can you even so find a sound effect like that on YouTube? To be back with you. So, you know, it's been, again, about a month since (laughs) we've done a Great Shop podcast, but it's also our one-year anniversary because Max Fligner, as you remember, our first podcast that we ever did together, actually, this is on the SoundCloud days, Mm -hmm. was reviewing Wimbledon Week 1, so it is fun to be back at this time of year, a special time for you and I, but before we get into everything, i, I got to start you guys with an introduction. I haven't forgotten how to do this. So joining me on today's podcast, it has been a while since we've had him in studio, but he is back in Ann Arbor. He has set up shop. We mm-hmm. are next to each other. We are making eye contact. It is just Ugh. making this whole experience so much better. It is our super producer, Ivy League champion, <laughs> and now full-time college student, Max Flieger. Max, hey.
1: Great shot.: Well, thanks for that uh, ceremonious and high energy Alex. intro. Give me some high energy in your voice.: Thanks for that Great <laughs> introduction, Alex that was good that wasn't a sound effect that was you yeah exactly you didn't know I could do that no but well no thank you and uh, welcome back back. yeah it's gonna say you've been missed I know I've been slacking but uh, (laughs) it was worth it to win an Ivy League title and uh, graduate from Dartmouth but But you uh,
0: have been following tennis a little bit right you still you know are in we'll see I guess we'll see today won't we (laughs) yeah absolutely we have a ton of stories and we could talk about your college time forever but we'll save that for another podcast because it is Wimbledon time sure because I don't trust you to have fully followed the sport, and I say that lovingly, and it's just I good mean, to have you you're not back wrong. Because we can jibe in person. But we brought in the expert. I believe with his appearance today, he moves into a solid third place all time in appearances on the Great Shop Podcast <laughs> behind myself and Max Rothman. I think he's been on here more than you, Fligner. Nah, it's probably we true. We haven't heard from him since our time together in Winston-Salem. I imagine he looks even better today than he did that day. It's Crack Rackets writer and our very own Matt Sikowiak. Matt, hey, great shot.
2: Thanks for the intro, Alex. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for having me back on. Well, it-, uh, it has been a couple months, but... Uh, ready to get back at it. Let's uh, let's break down Wimbledon.
0: Well, I would say you more than anyone else on this podcast have been ready to record, and it's really been me and Flingner who had to get our shit together. I mean, you you've been texting me, so it was my pleasure to have you back here. You're you bring that extra dose of energy we need. So again, I'm happy we could bring you on, and it's good to see you know you, to expand beyond college to you know talk about this pro game a little bit. Should be fun, right?
2: Absolutely. Likewise. So. Uh, Thanks again, and and, uh, let's get it rolling,
0: man. Absolutely. One more introduction I have to make. He will be heard from sporadically on this podcast, but we have a special guest in the booth as well. We have Max Fligner's Dartmouth teammate, Paul Midgley, in studio with us. Paul, being a tennis player, will have takes as well. We'll hear about him from Wimbledon, and we actually have a special segment we're going to do in our changeover chat in today's episode, talking about Paul's time at the recent Rochester and Pittsburgh Futures, talk about what those events were like, so stick around with Paul. Hey, great shot. Great to have you on the podcast.
1: Thank you very much. Honored to be here. And uh, I can't wait to talk about my uh, home tournament. Oh, it's
0: Wimbledon, room. so we had to bring a British guy in, right? It's only fair. To I was going to well. say,
1: in case you guys didn't notice, he's English. Yeah, the
0: right. beautiful. So he'll be our official. You know, when we're talking all white clothing and what matches the Queen will come to, we'll mm-hmm. turn to him for those expert mm-hmm. opinions. A little bit of housekeeping before we begin. I will ask you, as always, if you haven't, go check out our website, CrackedRackets.com. So much great content on there now. We've got our Wimbledon preview up. We've talked about the recent Winston-Salem Futures events. And we've actually got a wonderful series running right now from Alex Gornett the former Louisville player talking about international players and how how many of them are in college, how many of them are playing at various D1 universities and how proportionally that compares to the amount of U.S. players playing and how that sort of distribution may affect the game going forward. So really interesting pieces. Go check those out. Obviously, stick with us all week. We'll have a ton of coverage of Wimbledon, the best tweets throughout the week, biggest matches, biggest storylines. You know, just be sure. CrackedRackets.com. Set it as your homepage for these two weeks because you're not going to want to miss any of our coverage also if you haven't go follow us on social media by now how are you not checking out our instagram photos you know oftentimes I know the Great Shot Podcast Twitter feed is funnier than the Cracked Rackets one, but send them both a follow. I mean you can follow us both. We often banter back and forth. Usually it's Dalton Thieneman sending out the shitty <laughs> tweets, so I just know any bad joke a tribute to him, but still a fun follow. Sign up for our newsletter, post on our chat boards. We want to interact with you, the fans. You know, Paul's a fan and we're happy to have him on. If there are other fans in the area, we'd be happy to have you in the studio as well. So please, you know, we love interacting. We're not with trying you. to sound
1: desperate by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no. We
0: really do want to interact, so please do that. If you could as well, rate, review on iTunes. Give this a subscribe. How many times have we said it's so easy? I sneak into my mom's purse, grab her phone, subscribe. I ask her to do that the same. That is shocking. No, she's and at the hospital. So my mom's an OB-GYN, right? Disconcerting. I've yeah. told her every time she's had a patient in delivery, say, oh, I need your phone. You know, I want to take a photo of you with your new baby after the delivery. Moral sneak gray area. Sneak onto the area. podcast app. Subscribe to the Great Shop podcast. All these new moms have a podcast to listen to. It's <laughs> great. My voice puts these babies to sleep right away. It's perfect. And yeah you know also again cracked interviews podcast check that out a lot of great content but enough with the housekeeping we're probably 10 minutes in Fliegner's like oh i have to edit all of that out to make it short and yeah. we haven't even talked about wimbledon yet it's time to get into the meat and potatoes or the fish and chips of this podcast come on that was kind of funny right all right that was, I get that was all right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I'm probably going to not even remember to put that but in.
0: But let's talk about the 2018 Wimbledon. And today we're going to be breaking down the gentlemen's singles draw. Gentlemen's emphasis. singles. Yeah, gentlemen's because that's what it's called at Wimbledon and you know the way we're going to do this of course we want to set the scene for you guys we want to talk about our top contenders the dark horses the guys we think don't have a chance and of course we always have to focus on the american men's tennis players in this podcast but what we're going to do we're going to go through the draw and list our favorite matches that we see we're also going to get a bit speculative list our favorite potential matches because well, what would a wimbledon preview be without projection so yeah, what want- he's
1: saying is we're just going to talk out of our <laughs> like we always do Yeah, so. exactly. a
0: lot of wimbledon's coming your way we'll try and have some statistics. To back that we did an obnoxious amount of research for this outline hopefully fliegner takes advantage of it you as well matt if not you know we'll rock and roll so let's start with the top quarter number one seed roger federer our defending champion and really you, you look at his draw and you think to yourself is there anyone that can stop him from getting to the second week and I'm not really sure. Matt, we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast, so I'm going to let you make the case here. Why is Roger Federer the prohibitive favorite to win this year's Wimbledon?
2: Yep, uh, he is definitely the prohibitive favorite uh, to win the title. A couple of reasons why. Uh, number one is going to be his draw, okay? If you look at the draw, he plays <laughs> Dusan Lojevic in the first round, who is a good player, but uh, you know, he's not going to give Fed any trouble. Uh, second, and third round. You know, I can make some projections, but I'm not going to get in, You know, get into all that right now. Basically, he's got a pretty easy path to at least the fourth round, in my opinion. So, anytime Ben's going to cruise through the first, you know, two, three rounds, he's going to start finding his game. Uh, you know, the crowd's going to be behind him as they always are at Wimbledon. And uh, you know, we're talking about the best grass court player ever. Okay, his game is tailor-made for grass. His variety, you know, he can do it all, serve, come into the net, slice, move his opponents around. He moves so well. Um, Really, for me, I was worried about what kind of draw he was actually going to have, but, you know, after the draw was uh, released, it pretty much just confirmed uh, what I was hoping for, and I am a huge Fed fan, but, you know, looking at it right now, I just you know, I don't see I don't see how he's you know not going to be easily probably into the fourth round or quarters. And then from there, I think he's just going to crank his game up. Um, he's had a couple of tune-ups uh, played in Stuttgart a couple weeks back and Hallé, Germany, uh, the 500 event a couple weeks back. So uh, he's played a little bit now on the grass. We know he didn't play during the clay court season, so I think his body is actually pretty fresh. Um, you know, contradicting what you were you were saying, Gruskin, earlier about, you know, him possibly looking tired. I think he's gonna be fresh and a fresh fed on grass man at Wimbledon. He is he's the king of Wimbledon, man. The guy's won it eight times. So, um, prohibited favorite in my opinion.
0: Okay, I'm I'm ready to counter and there are many things you said in that argument. I wanna start with the draw portion of your argument. I agree with you. First round Dusan Lajovic. You know, I believe the Argentinian lefty had his moment last year in Davis Cup where he could have knocked out Croatia. I think he ended up losing that match. Or maybe he beat Choric to put pressure on them. Something funky happened. And so, Lajevic, yes, capable of good tennis. I agree. Federer's just a class above him. And it seems unlikely that is going to stumble in that first-round match. And then you look at he, if he wins through that one. He takes on the winner of Lacco and Bonsai. Neither guy's really a top-50 player neither of which we've heard from, come through at big stages. And so, again, you'd think looking at the draw on paper, Federer is comfortable there. But then, you know, you talk about his age. You talk about his game being perfectly tailored for grass. All of that is true. Um, and, yes, he's rested because he took off Roland Garros. But I I, I don't know. You look at some of the other names in his draw, and you look at this part of the quarter. So you've got a, a first-round matchup I'm interested in seeing, Karlovic and Yuzny. That's just, you know, again, in 2002— through 2018. <laughs> That's a fun match. I've enjoyed watching that for 16 years. Why stop now? Another yeah,
2: they're, ri- both, they're both like.
0: 40 years old. Oh, exactly. It's it's going to be on the grass. You know that neither of them is going to be moving very much. It's it's the type of tennis I would be playing if I was out there. So I'm comfortable watching it. And so so that's one matchup. The matchups I'm you know the names I'm really looking at in terms of guys who can give Fed's a, put a threat in Fed before that quarterfinal first round. Medvedev versus Chorich. That's a really interesting matchup to me. I believe a few years ago Medvedev beat Wawrinka first round. That was what last year, maybe two years ago. So we've seen him have success on the grass he's a big guy about six five six six hits flat penetrating ground strokes then with Chorich you know what three guys have beaten Federer this year and Chorich is the guy to do it. and he did it on grass in hollow like a week ago so that's a guy playing a phenomenal level a guy who if he takes care of business looks like he'll match up with Fed in that round of 16 um, and you know other than that the other the other two first round matchups I thought were interesting Query versus Jordan Thompson. Thompson took out Sock at the U.S. Open last year. It'd be nice to see if Query could get a little revenge there. Also, Query's coming off of a semifinal appearance, and so a lot of points to defend, a lot of pressure on him to have a good result here. It'll be interesting to see if that plays in his head, especially if Thompson can get comfortable, start reading the Query serve, put a little pressure on him, get him down a set or two. And then the other guy I wanted to talk about in this quarter, Michael Moe, next-gen American. I believe he gets in as a lucky loser, plays jills Muller first round that's just a fun match Muller's a guy who made the quarterfinals last year beat nadal you know he's going to move forward make mo move around and mo's at his best when he's being athletic playing from the baseline so just aesthetically it's a fun match and that's just a fun quarter of tennis yeah but then yeah getting back to the fed question and i'll turn to you here Fleener, because we brought you here to say something mm. uh i all, of all of those guys i listed Outside of Chorch, who's the you know the projected round of sixteen match? Do you really see anyone in that quarter who could put a scare in Fed?
1: Not really. I mean, I hate the word aesthetically, so, uh, <laughs> you for that. Yes. But um, yeah. In terms of uh, who can like challenge Federer? I definitely think Gilles moler uh, can. I mean, again, I know that's a little bit uh, it's a little out there oh, because left he into he, a he, yeah, lefty in the one hander on grass. Like you said, his game is you know, pretty um, uh, conducive to the conditions at Wimbledon. As, well tailored. Yeah, exactly, as evidenced by uh, his match last year with Ndahl. But, like, yeah, I, I really don't see anyone really challenging Federer. I think, you know, someone with a huge serve like Karlovic might be able to serve him off the court for a set, but for three, probably not. And then Chorich, I mean, you know, I know he beat him in the last tournament, but I watched a bit of the highlights. Federer really beat himself in that third set. And when he was on top of his game, which was in the second set, it wasn't close. So, you know, three out of five set match. Even if, even at that level, I still think Federer is going to take that.
0: What about you, Matt? Outside of yep. ma- outside of maybe Chorich, who are you watching in this quarter? And of those guys, who do you think could put a scare in Fed?
2: Well, here's the thing, and I I, I want to touch back on the Chorich thing for just a minute because you know I, I do want to give him his credit. He did just beat Federer. Uh, you know, a week or two ago. So, on draft. So, great win for him. But here's the thing about that: it's not going to happen again. You know, it's not. Okay. Thank Why you. Do you. That's say, no. That's what I'm how saying. How you see that? Right, if, I agree. If, I agree with Fleetner. I mean, it's he. George is not going to be Fed two weeks in a row or three weeks. You know, whatever it is apart. Yeah. Exactly. five sets at Wimbledon. It, it's just not going to happen. So, in that case, I actually like that draw for Fed a little bit because. There's just
1: no way Fed's losing twice in a row on grass to Torch. I mean, so. re- remember when Stakovsky beat Fed? rarely loses to anyone twice in a row.
2: That's true. Exactly.
1: Think about that. Yeah. I mean, except for Nadal. Just and, always, yeah, uh, no, but he true. did. He has beaten him like what last no, six times look, in a row. You guys, so. made,
0: you make good points. It's tough because again. George so physically fit right now—a guy who will not be worn down by these conditions. A guy who you know. I'll but keep in
1: mind, it's three out of five. No, that's we very, haven't seen him really. That's break, very true.
0: But except for maybe the U.S. 36, Open last year. is thirty-six, Lizer. almost thirty-seven years old. You're telling me? Okay, he plays George,
1: I think, either right before the middle. I Sunday. know you say that, but but we've been saying, oh, Federer is X age since. Okay, been, okay. So this game was us 27. In, so you I'm know? not sure how much of the hot mic you know?
0: footage we're going to end up saving, but this gets us back to the debate Matt and I were having before we started this podcast. You look at Federer's run over the last two weeks, and yes, he did win a title in Stuttgart. He beats Raonic. He beats Kyrgios seven six in the third. He goes three with a serve and volleying Mishka Zverev. You know, good wins. Guys who are tough on grass. Yeah, and exactly. Those are great wins. Yeah. But then the next week, you look at this. He, he, you know, Benoit Paire. I'm not sure if he had match points, but he almost had Fed. I believe he did. He have had, match points. Match Two match points. Yeah, and so that's a guy Fed scraped by. Goes six and five with both Matt Ebden and Dennis Kudla. Not exactly guys you expect as threats to win Wimbledon. And so yes, yeah, six and five are comfortable. You're right. But to, you have that level of tennis. But then three out of five sets as well, and then you looked at it, and this is the point I made with Matt. And no, there's no, you know, there's no empirical evidence to prove this fact. But Federer was cranky,
1: man. He just looks upset. He looks no, there's like empirical Bending down for, sure. for
0: those low backhands on the grass
1: is not as fun as it once was, in those bad. You see bounces. him jack a ball into the crowd. And yeah, he gets line. frustrated yeah. Yeah. now, and no, he's he's a cranky old you man. You just
0: wonder if physically he can do it, and then you know, as a fun point, the, again, I've said this before. The guy no longer has a one-color racket. He has switched racket colors. That is a cardinal sin. So the racket is no longer as pleasing. He's switching from Nike to Uniqlo, clearly a sign of diminished judgment. Mm. I mean, you just have to wonder, It not as he's slipping up, because there's no evidence of that. Look at the, what's the guy's record this year. He's 25-3 and three with three titles. He's been unbelievable. But... Man, I I just I, I really am hesitant to call him a prohibitive favorite when we haven't seen his level of play particularly because he didn't he didn't get any matches during the clay season. I don't know, Matt. What do you think?
2: Kravskiy, do you realize what tournament we're talking about here?
0: <laughs> you mean the, the tournament he's won what nine times?
1: Yeah, nine I think times. it is It'll nine. Be nine
2: yeah. in just a couple of short
0: weeks.
2: Okay? <laughs> so Wasn't that? Here's, no, it's here's eight, what yeah. I want to remind you again, and you were bringing up the points about uh, some of his matches. In the last tournament that he played, you know, seven five seven six or whatever it is on grass is actually a pretty typical score on yes, grass. Yes, I agree.
1: Because
2: guys are going to hold serve, so fed winning five and six to me is is great sign because that means he can win tiebreakers. You know, which because he's going to have to play some breakers, and if he can win breakers, I'm telling you, man, three out of sure. five not losing if he's cranky I don't care if he's cranky He can be cranky <laughs> I, don't care. I don't care but
1: I love that that's three, funny three
2: out of five at Wimbledon cranky or not I just I don't know man it look anything could happen it's Wimbledon right I mean I love it anything could happen but I, I think I think it's it's not unfair to say that he's a prohibited favorite is it that's not unfair I think the
0: word prohibitive is unfair. We Look, you have the outline in front of you. We broke it down into categories, and you look at it, and I say in terms of the favorites, Roger Federer's at the top of the list, and 25-3, and 3, three titles on the year. His only loss is to Delpo in, I believe, Indian Wells' final. He lost to George. and he lost to Kokonakis after that brutal two-week stretch in Indian Wells, and so you talk about it. He played a lot of tennis in the build up to this, and no, he didn't have any matches during the clay season. So yes, his body should be rested up. But you just have to wonder, two you know, two weeks, three out of five sets, and I'm. This is the last time I'll say it. I'm not comfortable naming him the prohibitive favorite. Just and I just I think he is beatable. On the grass, he he lost to George and George is not a guy who had had a lot of grass success beforehand. So really, just I think it's a physical thing. I think George made that match physical. He made Fetter dip low for every passing shot, and if I just think Fetter is capable of being worn down. So yes, I agree with you. Favorite, like no doubt. But to put the word prohibitive is too far for me. Fligner, what do you? What last thoughts? What do you think? Yeah,
1: I, uh, I'm I have to agree with Matt. I mean, I'm biased because I have a one hander, so. I have to stick, yeah. you know, I've got to stick with him. But, you know, you make some good points. And honestly, I kind of hope you're right. It would be nice to see someone break oh, through, Federer especially one of the— no. uh,
0: I'm beating this argument <laughs> into you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Matt, we've beaten this Fed quarter to death. And, you know, I think we've talked enough about the analysis of what it'll take for Fed to get out of this quarter. I think you guys are both pretty confident. So let's do a segment that's going to be a recurring theme on this show. It's going to be where we make our reckless predictions. What do we want to call it? We'll call it— Reckless speculation. That's what we're gonna call this segment. So Fligner cue the mystery sound effect Okay, Matt, we're gonna start with you second round third round fourth round matches You're potentially looking forward to in this part of the draw. What are you thinking?
2: Okay um I'm looking at the top, top, top portion of the draw right now. And the, the match that I want to see in the fourth round, again, obviously is the rematch Fed versus Borna Chorich, if we get it. Yeah. Um, up there, you know, prior to that, I, I'm not really, you know, I'm not into a lot of it, with the exception of the first round match, like you already mentioned, Alex, Daniil Medvedev against Borna Chorich. That's why I said if we get the Federer Chorich fourth round match, because. I think there's a very good chance that uh, Medvedev could possibly take out Torch in the first round. You already, you know, listed off all the reasons why that could happen. So I won't go over that again. But um, other than that, one of the first-round matchups that I have to absolutely see is Monfils against Gasquet. Oh,
1: I had that one, too.
2: Two Frenchmen. Look, Monfils is pretty much seeded at every, every grand yeah. slam. It's, it's odd to me that he's not seeded here. I guess his ranking slipped a little bit. I was going to say,
0: quick but, counterpoint. I don't think it's odd. I think I am respectfully, as entertaining as he is, not the same day-in, day-out tournament player. He's more about the spectacular results than the week-in, week-out. But that's a tangent for another time. Go on.
2: No, right. I, I agree with you with that, too. But I still think, I mean, if, what does it take? There's 32, 32 seeds. I think clearly Monfils, I mean, it can be a top 32 player in the world. And, I mean, obviously he has been for a long time. But anyway, that <laughs> is, you know, two Frenchmen guys that you know know each other davis cup teammates i think that could be i think that could be a five setter honestly that i really want to watch um and then other than that you already mentioned the michael Moe, um shield muller uh, first round match as well so those are kind of ones that i have my eye on um the the fourth round the matchups that i think we're going to get in the fourth round i've got penciled in federer Chorich. I'm, I'm hoping for that because i want to see fed take out Chorich. But I don't know. I've got to star by that because George may not make it out of that first round. Um, and then down below that, I have Sam Query against Kevin Anderson in the other uh, fourth round match. I think Kevin Anderson, you know, people don't really talk about him much, even though he is seated eighth here. And he's had success at Wimbledon before. I think
0: he's made the semifinals, if I'm not mistaken. So on a quick note, because that's one of the matches I have projected as well, and I thought I was going to get to steal that as my favorite fourth-round matchup. A reminder to our fans, these guys have played twice in the Slams in 2017. Wimbledon round of 16, Query on his way to the semifinals, knocked off Anderson 6-3 in the 5th. In, at the U.S. Open, Anderson takes out Query seven six six seven six three seven six. So yeah, these guys have played some great matches in the slams. It's all big boy. Tennis. I was going to say big, big boy, boy tennis. tennis. Yeah, Paul yeah. likes that stuff. Big serves, <laughs> big forehands. Yeah, Paul gotta that. like it.
2: Yeah. So that was uh, that's the fourth round matchup that I have penciled in there, and I hope we get that as well because you know for all the reasons you just mentioned. I mean, these guys are familiar with each other, and you know usually when they when they face off, it's it's a great match. So hoping we get that uh in the fourth round and you know that pretty much takes care of that quarter of the draw right there that top top quarter fence quarter one
0: other quick thing query anderson career head to head eight eight so it really would be fun to see them play again. Uh, on that, Chorch, I would also say, I believe George had match points on Fed and in Indian Wells, and he blew them, or at least he was serving for the match a couple times. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was a three-cent match. And so, again, another didn't have match, match points for Chorch. Like, yeah, you, you may be right. But, yeah, okay. no, but he did serve for it. You're right. But so, Flaker, yeah. what
1: are you watching? Um, can I move also on from not, that?
2: Not three out of five cents, though.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i again the
0: more physical the more benefits the younger guy Dude, who might I, be i just HGH, think i just think federer like is grass. gonna grass isn't
2: physical like clay is fed it, it, even if it goes five it's not like they're grinding out there how oh, can you come I
0: mean? but it's the bending it's the constantly getting low it's the pressure on the back you think that the you old to knees dip. are
1: just gonna look gonna it's give good out. that he moves
0: forward a lot it will be a strenuous time on his body. Yeah, look, I, I agree. You you know my thoughts. I think uh, when we get to the prediction portion, we'll have we another. Gotta, we'll get to rehash yeah. that. But Fligner, what are you thinking? All
1: right. Well, I'm gonna move on from that quarter a bit because I think there's some fun. Uh, all right, then
0: I gotta sneak one more thing. In. Right. I'm sorry, J.P. Smith. A guy from Tennessee, a college tennis player, and you know we love our college tennis graduates on this podcast. Serving Volleyer, Lefty, if you get the chance, watch him play. Hopefully he wins his first-round match and gets to play Anderson second round. I also really hope we end up getting to see Church play Ryan Harrison in the third round. That would be a really physical match. But okay, yeah. I agree. Move on. Next quarter. Um, and yeah. actually, you want to start a shot clock for this? Because we, we went shot long again. You want to go like seven minutes on this quarter? Sure. All right, seven minutes. Okay, Flignor, start the clock.
1: All right, so uh, in Nadal's quarter, I'm going to go to the sec- uh, bottom half now. I actually think that a cool first-round match is going to be Chappo and Shardy. Don't call him Shapo. Shapo. <laughs> oh, my God. Shapovalov. Shapovalov. Man. And to, for reference, Ross and Nadal,
0: we're now in the very bottom quarter yeah, yeah, of the draw. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But um, Shardy. I think that would be an interesting match because uh, Shardy uh, recently played a really good tournament in the agon championships right he lost to gasquet right yeah in the final. uh yeah but it was uh i don't know i actually think that his game on grass is really cool uh he he bashes forehands and serves and as we know that's uh that's a recipe bet. for success. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on no, grass,
0: yeah. I, I have that one highlighted as well. I also have Zverev Mishka mm-hmm. versus Paul and, or Paul and Lee, Herber, or not uh, Enri, too. Sorry, uh, what's Air Bear? Yeah. Pierre, who's Albert Thank Herber. you, Paul. Fact-checking <laughs> me in the back. Pierre's He's Udab. more culture. We have two servant volleyers, two guys who oh, love men on the grass. That is going to be a fun Zverev. match.
1: Yeah, I was going to talk about Zverev. I love Misha Zverev. Really? Uh, just won his first ATP title. Hey, great job. Yeah. Yeah, I actually knew something. Yeah, I'm How great is that? But um, I love his game. I think it's refreshing to see and serve in Bollier. Um, I'm not an old school, you know, kind of uh, player at all, but I think that's refreshing. And he also is, you know, a very admirable player because, like, he's sometimes living in the shadow of his little brother, which can't be easy. And, you know, I think that on grass is, his re- is really his time to shine. So I've got a Misha Zverev-Nadal third round match to watch.
0: Interesting. Ma- I think
1: that's a tough matchup for Nadal on grass because, like you say, bending, especially for knifed volleys like Misha does. I've seen Misha live um, at the uh, U.S. Open last year, and man, his volleys stay really low, and I think uh, if Nadal's not at 100% physically... It's going to be really tough for him.
0: So, I, I want to get to the Nadal argument. I also want to address something about Misha Zverev. If he wins his first round match against Air Bear, his second round match the, against the young Australian guy who bashes the ball and won a challenger on grass, that's Alex Dimeneur, a mm-hmm. uh, guy who's cracked the top 100. No, obviously, I'm who, assuming, I'm making no, assumptions. No, I, but, yeah. I, I realize that, but I'm saying there's just, there's a ton of big hitters in this portion yeah. of the draw, and it yeah. would not surprise me if Nadal gets tested. That's my first yeah, question yeah, to exactly. you, Matt. You're the one, we're looking at the grand scheme of this. I asked you about Fed. The question now goes to Nadal. Is Nadal your favorite to emerge from this quarter?
2: Yes, he is. Um, <laughs> but I think it's going to be a little bit trickier than Fed's quarter. Um, and it's for all the reasons that you guys just mentioned, actually. I, I do have the air there. Uh, Misha Vera first-round match start, obviously. I completely want to echo what Fleetner said about Vera because, you know, the guy's kind of a journeyman, right? I mean, yeah. What is he now, 30 years old? been around for a long time and he just battles and he plays and volley style which we don't really get to see so uh, completely agree with that and I do think that most likely that's probably going to be the third round match that we get and you know also like Fleetner said I think Zverev can can cause problems for Rafa but over three out of five again I and I'm gonna I'm gonna base this all is off of um rafa being healthy is what i'm basing this off of okay so i'm assuming that he's going to be healthy if not obviously things can happen but i'm going to go with the assumption that he's healthy and i'm going to say that rafa does end up beating sparev you know probably in four or five in that third round uh, to get to the fourth round and uh you know from there i think uh, i'm looking at that i mean i see Fabio Fognini. Who,
1: oh, you know, I'm a huge Fognini dark. fan. Really? <laughs> um, yeah,
2: I love that guy.
1: He, just wears, he wears skull candy. <laughs>
2: you know, these guys are tough, but again, I, I just think three out of five sets, if Rafa's healthy, I see him getting through to the quarters.
0: I do. So, I have a lot of things I have to say about this quarter. I All think... right, in that
1: case, I'm going to go first because <laughs> yeah. I agree. I just – I think it's hard to – uh you know vote nadal out of that quarter because he's nadal but i just uh, the reason i had that match start is because i just think it's going to be like you said tricky for nadal and i think it could be really interesting i think it'd be great to see a four out of or uh, you know a four or five set match like four, out, seven, seven, yeah, four yeah. out of seven yeah four out of seven yeah
0: yeah and so this is my favorite quarter of the draw in terms of the names available and just the different outcomes that can happen there's a lot of things i want to cover in this one uh, the first storyline, I don't want to talk about him because he doesn't deserve any more podcast time that he's gotten, but we have to talk about number 18 seed American Jack Sock and just the oh year God. he's been having. You look at Jack Sock's season, right now he's currently ranked number 15, really coasting off of that Paris Masters title at the end of last year. His record is a booming five and twelve. Obviously, not very good. He's got eight first round losses. He's lost to Opelka, Escobedo, Chorich, and Fritz twice. He lost in qualifying in Eastbourne. He lost first round in Queens. He's lost three straight Grand Slam first rounds. The guy cannot buy a win, and it is just brutal to see and just. You know, you look at his first-round match. I believe he plays someone relatively unknown. I think I have it listed here. Yeah, he ends up playing Bertini in the first round, I believe, in Italian. Not a guy who's well-known. A guy who, you know, on paper, Jack Sox should certainly be beating. And you just have to wonder, is he going to get it together? And, you know, you don't know. The other guy I want to talk about in this draw that's also very polarizing, and I will give you guys a chance to respond, obviously. That's kind of you. Yeah. It's Shapovalov. Shapovalov, everyone thinks, oh, you know, this guy's prime time. This guy's ready. But you look at his season, and you look at really the best wins he's had. It's not yeah. great. I was going to say 18 and great. 15. Beat Raonic in Madrid, beat Berdic, uh, I think somewhere in Italy in one of those yeah. events. But he has some bad losses. I mean, he's lost to Martyr, he's lost to Guneswarin in Mercedes Cup, Bachelor's Vili. Yeah. You know, he went 0-1 in the warm up to Wimbledon. Not a guy that's guaranteed to do damage. And so, you know, those are two names that very polarizing, probably guys who are hot topics to pick for upsets in your draw. And I would just say be hesitant before you do that, Matt. What do you think?
2: Yep, uh, completely agree with that, and it is definitely upset alert for both Stock and Shapovalov. I think they're both going down in the first round. Uh, Shardy, I think we already touched on on Shardy's game a little bit, and look, that guy can play on grass. Yeah. And the thing that worries me with Shapovalov are his huge, you know, like elongated strokes. You oh,
1: know? you took the words right out of my mouth.
2: And on on grass, that's just it, it's not going to work. Shardy's taking him out in the first round, yeah. and also. Uh, Matteo Berrettini, people don't know about him uh, but the guy can mm-hmm. flat out play, he's on the rise, huge serve, big ground strokes mm-hmm. on the grass, Sock is trending straight downward, that is upset alert, Berrettini okay. into the second round.
1: Yeah, sorry okay, just to so add just to just that. Wait, hold on. Uh, oh, quick um, comment you, from Paul, I yeah, love you it. You gotta get closer to the mic. Oh yeah. Just just to add to that, uh, Berrettini just had a great run at the French Open, uh, I think he made fourth round maybe, took out some big names. Um, So definitely unknown on grass um, and recently, but, you know, he's on a... Full of confidence, no pressure. The opposite of Jack Sock. Yeah, <laughs> the opposite yeah. of Jack Sock, so that know. could be an upset to look out yeah, for there as well. Very
0: much agree with you guys. Shapovalov is no guarantee. And then you look, another guy in that section of the draw, Bernard uh, Benoit Pair. You know, he, he had Federer on the brink. A guy I, lo- I actually love Benoit Pair's Pair. game is very exciting. <laughs> another yeah. guy who, if you're tuning in and watching sporadically, look for the guy with the blonde hair who hits inside in backhands, one of yeah. my favorite shots, and just incredible.
1: So, yeah. Look for the guy hitting four hands in the bottom of the net. Exactly, (laughs) and then, you know
0: what's amazing? We've gone this whole time, and we haven't talked about the other two highest seeds. We haven't talked about Del Potro, and we haven't talked about Goffin, and that's a testament to how stacked this portion of the draw is. You know, we went way over our seven minutes, so for the sake of brevity, I want to ask you now, Matt. You know, Del Potro, Goffin, Sock, Shapovalov, of all of these guys— you know, who do you see? Who's your fourth round? Who's the guy giving Nadal the biggest test? You think it's Zverev or you think... And I would also say, and I meant to say this earlier, sorry. Mishka Zverev, lefty, serve and volleyer, big serve, playing well in grass. Sounds awfully familiar to the profile of the guy who beat Nadal at Wimbledon last year. You know, that is literally Jills Muller, the yeah. same guy. And so it'd be interesting to see that matchup if it ends up happening. But Matt, again, back to you. Of these guys, who gives Nadal the biggest test?
2: Yeah, I think that third-round potential matchup with Zverev will be the toughest test uh, up until the quarters. I do have, in the, in the higher portion of that draw, I do have Delpo playing um, gofan in the fourth round, and I, I have Delpo getting through that. So my matchup in the quarters in this in uh, Rafa's quarter is Rafa against Delpo. But I think for Rafa, in order to make it to the quarters, that third round with uh, Zverev could... Could be
1: the toughest test. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he said everything that uh, that needs to be said. Yeah, uh, in the outline, I'm very specific about
0: this part of the quarter. I say any matchup would be exciting, and it really would be. And if I had to bet on any of the top four seeds not emerging from their quarter, I'm gonna say my bet is on Rafa. I think there's so much talent in this draw. I think one of these guys is bound to get hot. I think Rafa goes down before he makes it to the second week. I think yeah, that's we've, the seen before, we've seen it before at
1: Wimbledon a few times.
0: So. Absolutely, and you know we do have a lot of Wimbledon still to talk about. But before we do that, I want to take a quick break. So we will be right back with you. Stick around.